everybody. This is Nathan Gasford, the host of the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast. My friends, it's August 3rd, 2022. And today, my friends, I need you to put that seatbelt on. We're going somewhere with this today, my friends. We're going to be talking about the person of resurrection. The person of resurrection. The person of resurrection, my friends. Philippians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. Check this out. Paul says, my passion is to be consumed with him and not cling to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. My only righteousness will be his based on faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. Working in me. I will be one with him in his sufferings and become like him in his death. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. My friends, the person of resurrection lives in his born again man and woman. So many times we think that resurrection is an event. Well, my friends, we forget that it's a person. The person of Jesus Christ and the power of who he is and the resurrection, that life of God lives in you. Now, my friends, think about it. Maybe you're driving to work. Maybe you're coming home from work. Maybe you're at your home and just having a day off. Maybe just cleaning the house, running some errands. It doesn't make a difference where you're listening to this. It doesn't make a difference what you're doing. But I need you to be aware that no matter where you're at and what you're doing, the person of resurrection lives and abides in you. That means that no matter where you go, maybe you're going to the doctor and you're afraid of the news they're going to tell you. Maybe you're doing chemotherapy right now. Maybe you're getting ready to go back for surgery. Maybe you're at home and you look and you're a single parent and you don't know how in the world you're going to make ends meet. Maybe you're grown and uh, you're just life is coming and hitting you because you're on your own. You've left the house and you're trying to hold the fort down, so to speak. My friends, whatever situation has arose in your life, if you'll just close your eyes and be aware and conscious of that the person of resurrection lives in you. My friends, that's good news because then that means that no matter what you're doing, no matter what's knocking on your door, when you answer it, be aware that the person of resurrection is in you looking out of whatever problems knock it on your door. First of all, you don't have to answer the door, but if you do, my friends, be aware that the greater one lives in you. That greater one, that person of resurrection that's in you is greater than that cancer. 
greater than that diagnosis from the doctor, greater than that divorce or that separation that's taken place, greater than you thought the kid would be serving the Lord, but he's out doing his own thing in the world and you've prayed and you've prayed. My friends, that resurrection out of the realm of death was the resurrection out of sin, sickness, disease, and poverty. It was the resurrection out of the curse. As a believer, you are now one, not separate, but one with the person of resurrection and his name is Jesus. Remember, it wasn't just an event. Resurrection is a person. Yes, that's right. And his name is Jesus. See, we have a responsibility to get to know the person of resurrection and the power of it working in us, but through us. You see, this resurrection, the person of resurrection, is the most powerful thing in the whole world from beginning to end. See, the person of resurrection is the power source of heaven. The person of resurrection is far greater than any doctor's report, like I've said. He is greater than any cancer, any diabetes, any kidney failure or heart failure or any paralysis of the body, any deadness of the body. Whatever death is working in your body or life, the person of resurrection, my friends, is greater. See, resurrection life and the life giver is flowing in your veins and throughout your entire body. Giving resurrection life word is needed so it lines up with heaven's reality about your body and in your life, which is perfection. My friends, what about Galatians 2.20? Galatians 2.20. Now, a lot of the stuff I say, it's out of the Passion Translation. For me, it hits home. It opens up a reality to me that I wasn't necessarily seeing in the fullness before. So listen to this. This is Galatians 2.20, the Passion Translation. It says, my old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and it no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life, it's no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the son of God who loves me so much and gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. Now, if you think about it, Jesus dispensing his life into you, everything that he and the power of his resurrection is, it just got dispensed into your life. So my question is, what are we going to do with that resurrection life in us? Well, for me, and I hope for you, I want to learn to, to, to enjoy the benefits for me, but I definitely want to let it flow through me so the other people can get healed, delivered, and set free that's standing before me. No matter how big it looks compared to Jesus, it's nothing. You see, the person of resurrection is now dispensing his resurrection life into you and me. If we have been co-crucified with him, then my friends, we've been co-resurrected with him. If I shared in his death, then I also get to share in his resurrection, which means life then triumphed over death. Resurrection then triumphed over crucifixion. The life of God triumphed over the curse and the light of God triumphed over darkness. Now, my friends, there's also Colossians chapter three, verses one through three. It says Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that is where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on these treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of a natural realm. See, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God. 
in Christ. My friends, if you were buried with him, then you rose with him. And here's the thing. Now your reputation died the day that you said yes to Jesus and made him the Lord and the Savior of your life. The moment you said that, you died. And now the life that you're now living is no longer yours. It's Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. See, if that is true, which it is, that means that now nothing is impossible. We no longer have our reputation, but we have his because it is now Christ living his life through you and me as his vessels. What about 2 Timothy 1.9? It says, he gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his, by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good that we have done, but it's by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union with the anointed Jesus, even before time. There's that word union again. My friends, I don't know if you've looked up the word union, but you kind of compare it to a marriage. That two become one flesh. Well, my friends, I got you got it even better when you got born again because now your spirit and Jesus' spirit were mingled together as one. And we'll actually get into that in just a minute. See, my friends, if Jesus gave us resurrection life, then that means that we are supposed to be using it the way he did in getting the same results. See, Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. It says, for we've been buried with him into his death, and our baptism into death also means that we were raised with him. There's that resurrection life. We were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power, the power that raised him from death's realm. Well, my friends, if it raised him, then it raised you. It says, this realm of death describes our formal state, for we were held in sin's grasp, but now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return. For we are his forever, alive and forgiven of all of our sins, not some. My friends, I got good news for you. Maybe you're out there struggling today and maybe some stuff's happened in your life and you didn't respond the way you wanted to and maybe condemnation's creeping in. My friends, condemnation will kill you where maybe the sin didn't. I'm going to say that again. Condemnation will kill you where the sin didn't. Don't give in to it. It's a lie from the enemy. The Bible says for those who are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation to them. Well, if you're in Christ, my friends, quit condemning you because it's not God condemning you. The Bible says it's the accuser of the brethren. He's really good at getting your face and rubbing it in that mess that you did. My friends, the Bible says if a righteous man falls down seven times, he'll rise eight times. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, so far as God removed your transgressions from you. The Bible says that it was God personally present in Christ, restoring you to favor with himself, hugging the world to himself, not counting up their trespasses and sins, but having canceling them out, nailing them to the cross. My friends, that's good news. See, it wasn't just your past and your present sins that have been forgiven it's your future the ones that you haven't even got to yet well oh come on nathan no you better hope he stepped into your future and took care of that because there's no more sacrifice for sins it was a one time see we've been resurrected out of that realm of death never to return We've been resurrected out of sickness and disease of the body. We've been resurrected out of the curse and its effects and translated into the realm of life, which is a spiritual law that will never change. My friends, what you see with your natural eye is always subject to change, but the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will never change. 
My friends, Romans 8, 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us, separated us from the law of sin, sickness, disease, and death. My friends, you've been taken out of that cursed life and you've been translated and put in to a reality and a life that is abundant with the life of God and resurrection life. See, it is heaven's law and it will never be undone, never. The spirit of resurrection life flowing in me and through me has set me f- my, set me free, sp- set my spirit, my body completely free from the curse and its effects of sickness and disease and death. Romans chapter eight, verses 10 through 11 even says, now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because the effects of sin is life, giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. My friends, that's amazing news. Now, now listen, if Christ lives his life in you, then that means that resurrection life is living and flowing through you as well because Jesus is the person of resurrection. See, you got a person living in you with you. <laughs> you got a person living in you with you. And that person is just not just a person. It is the person that has the life of God, the resurrection life, that there's no death found in him. So there could be no death found in you. The spirit of resurrection lives in you and me, and that resurrection life of God is quickening and making alive that mortal body right now. It is Jesus and the power of his resurrection branding <laughs> branding his life upon you. My friends, Jesus went in and braided a whip to drive out everything that wasn't right in his father's temple, his father's house. My friend, see himself braiding a whip right now and driving out every sickness and disease in your body. Why? Because it doesn't belong there. Why? Because the greater one in you is is greater than any sickness or disease that's trying to attach itself to your body. My friends, when you go to Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 43, you cover the man that was possessed with a legion or a mob of demons. Resurrection life set him free. Now, this is Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 43. So for the sake of time, basically, the man was demon-possessed, saw Jesus, fell at his feet, completely got free. Those demons came out of the man, went into the pigs, ran out into the sea. That man was completely free from a mob, a legion of demons, because the person of resurrection stood before him. Then you get into the woman with the issue of blood, completely free because she touched and got the power out of the person of resurrection. What about Jairus' daughter that died of the fever? Completely free and raised from the dead. Why? Because the person of resurrection grabbed her hand and said, little daughter, arise. My friends, if he did that then, then he's doing it for you today because the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My friends, he's not changing He doesn't want to change. He wants to operate in your life the same way, the same way that he did then. Now, ask yourself this question. If this all is true, Nathan, then that's great. What does the power of resurrection mean for me? Well, this is Jesus now speaking to you. If you're born again, he says, as you go preach this message, 
heaven's kingdom realm is accessible close enough to touch? Well, ask yourself, why is it close enough to touch? Because you're the one standing there. All they got to do is reach out and touch you just like what they did, Jesus. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not Jesus. Yeah, where does Jesus live? See, he gave you his same new creation life. The Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. That many brethren is you and me, my friends. Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 through 8. And as you go, preach this message. Kingdom's real, heaven's kingdom realm is accessible, close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick. Make it your habit to break off demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you've received the power of the kingdom or the power of the person of resurrection, so freely release it to others. My friends, heaven's kingdom realm is accessible because the Christ, the anointed one, and the power of his resurrection is standing there in you. Now, will we, agree, will we agree with him and will we work the works? Because Jesus is the one that just said that. You can't argue with Jesus. If you do, well, it's probably not the best thing. Then he turned around and said in John 14, 12, I tell you this time is truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my father. What were those miracles? What were they? Raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demons and devils walking on the water, multiplying food. My goodness, it goes on and on and on. And Jesus said, those things you will do and greater. We got to renew our mind to that truth. My friends, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, but the one who joins himself to the Lord. Have you joined yourself to the Lord today? Have you became born again? Well, yeah, Nathan, I did that when I was a little kid. Then this is the truth. It says that now You and the Lord has been mingled together into one spirit. That means that no matter what you're going through, no matter where you go, my friends, the person of resurrection lives in you. See, we have been made one with the person of resurrection. You have been mingled together as one. Everywhere you and I go, resurrection is in that place. That means that a miracle is always available to everyone in need. No more excuses. Will you let the person of resurrection out through you? My friends, everywhere you go, Jesus, the greater one, It's ready to operate a miracle in you, for you, and through you. My friends, it's time to attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. My friends, thank you for giving me a time of day today for listening to the Anointed and the Appointed podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. Until next time, my friends, thank you.